0: We're also brought to you by the SGPN Thanksgiving Free Roll. Everybody who hits a football bingo in our contest will win $100 cash and a $100 gift card to the SGPN store exclusively on the SGPN app.
1: Radio DeGenerinos and welcome to another action-packed adventure that we call the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Episode 247 is going to go out to the PFL because the Professional Fighters League. I think that's what it is, Professional Fighters. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, Because they are giving us something to talk about this week with no UFC. Uh, They wisely are running their massive end-of-year show where all the champions get crowned and everyone gets a million bucks if they win a championship. And it's smart. Like it's something that we say Bellatar should always do is run when the is not running. So that part of it's smart. The fact that it's on pay per view and for the um law abiding citizens of the world that will have to pay bucks <laughs> minimum to watch it if if they're above doing a little white collar crime, then that, that that's a negative. Plus, I guess it's probably a negative for fighters. The fact that they have to cut weight and weigh in on Thanksgiving Day probably isn't uh, the greatest thing for them, but Then again, after they cut the weight and weigh in, they can have a Thanksgiving feast and then everyone will be 50 pounds heavier when they step in the cage on Friday. But anyhow, that's my long-winded introduction. So this goes out to the PFL and I am one of your hosts of this here podcast, Jeff Chalks Fox. Uh, This upload, we're going to break down all the non-title fights on the card. Um, So we've got five prelim fights and then a uh, women's feature fight that is on the main card that is not for a title. And then tomorrow... We're going to get you six uh, breakdowns, all six title fights. And, of course, the man doing the majority of the breaking down. Well, I, I, I give you the stats. He gives you who, who you're harder and might should you go on. It's the uh, man of the hour, the one and only Daniel Gumby Freeland. Hello. Yeah, but, so I do
0: give the breakdowns for a lot of them,
1: but I was thinking when I was looking
0: at this card, you probably know enough of these people that you, oh, you, you could... I was thinking that, too. Yeah, like like I mean, how many times have we talked about the Swedish Denzel Washington who we'll yeah. talk about tomorrow? Or, you know, I, it's not like you haven't seen ten Stevie Ray fights or uh I mean like you know who Kayla Harrison and Bubba Jenkins are. So like yeah, like you've kind of gotten to the point where uh you you could probably lay wager on more
1: than one of these. I I have watched I guess every PFL this season too, so all right, maybe maybe I'll I'll throw my picks in too. How about? I haven't really given it too much thought but maybe i'll make some picks too what do you say on that on the fly picks sure. look at this why guy. not why oh, not wow. the opener is going to be hard since we've got a one in one fighter versus an and o fighter but um <laughs> i'll go i'll go if <laughs> in it, doubt go, go chalk
0: right and and i would also point out to you so it is a one in one fighter it is a one in one amateur fighter too i would oh, add really yeah if i'm not mistaken he is yet to turn pro and i think this fight is a as an amateur fight. Oh, too, it's I an gotta, amateur
1: fight. That's right. That's right. Yes.
0: Yeah, yep. It is an amateur fight. So neither of these two have turned pro and neither of these two will turn pro yet, which is, by the way, just wild to throw on a, a card of this size. Yes. And it's wild
1: for us to be batting on it. Also, <laughs> yeah. on it. amateur MMA. Um,
0: so that is somewhat wild, but I will give you the lowdown on why uh, it is probably going to be pretty one sided.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's it's gonna be wild when I beat you too with my picks. My picks <laughs> we'll call him but, we'll call him Jeff God or yeah. Fox 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 God if you do so. <laughs> yeah, fine. See, it doesn't have quite the ring to it, so uh-huh. we will have to come up with with something better. Um, okay, let's let's jump into this things. Uh, these things before that though, I'm gonna tell you about WinBet. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. As I said before, if you don't live in one of those states, it's time to move. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern time. Your WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet. giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds in every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100. Win 800. Dollar, dollar arrows. uh There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcastcom win bet. So they know we sent you that is is WYNNBET to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. Okay, PFL time. Make sure everyone goes and Purchases a pay-per-view right now, so you don't miss any of these exciting fights. Um, PFL 10 is the event. 2022 championships. Friday, November 25th. 5.30 p.m. Eastern is when the prelims start. I also see 6 Eastern. So maybe to be safe, start watching at 5.30. But it could be 6 p.m. I have two different sources, have two different times. And prelims are on ESPN+. Plus. The main card, which we'll talk about on tomorrow's pod, is 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Paper Plus Pay Per View. And I think that is the case up here too. I don't think TSN is running it in Canada, sadly. So um we will start off, as we mentioned already. We're very excited to talk about an amateur fight, apparently. Lightweights, Biagio Ali Walsh versus Tom Gracer. Uh or Grasser. I'm sure Dan knows somehow, right?
0: It's Gracer,
1: if I'm not mistaken. I... Yeah. <laughs> right, Grace Gracer is O and O. Uh, this is his debut of any kind, I think. Um, but- I can actually clarify that. While it's okay. not on
0: tapology, he has fought amateur one time.
1: How do you know this?
0: He's 1-0 with an armbar finish.
1: <laughs> How do you know this?
0: I just know <laughs> things.
1: <laughs> Plus 285. Uh, Walsh, 1-1 one one with one knockout. He's been submitted once. He did win his last fight. This is his PFL debut. There, uh, obviously, it's Grace debut as well minus 350 uh give me chalk i don't know anything about these guys well i'll take minus 350
0: yeah so um i would say first of all uh yeah so grazer has fought one time uh as an amateur i i did get some like grainy footage of it that i was able to watch um he he badly got outmatched on the feet uh and wound up on his back after being kind of like stumbled and then taken down. And then off of his back, he scored an arm bar after eating a whole bunch of punches. So obviously uh, not really a great start to his fighting career. And this is one of those setup fights where there's, you got an organization, a young organization who very clearly likes a prospect and wants to lock them up before anybody else gets them. We've seen that time and time again with Bellator. That's hundred percent what PFL is doing here. Biagio Ali Walsh is the grandson of Muhammad Ali. Uh, which is why uh, they're all over the idea of him possibly being good. He does have like a little bit more of a boxing background than you you would see on the other ones. But because I haven't seen very good like takedowns or anything out of Gracer, I, I don't really think he's all that much of a threat. I do know he trains with, uh, with Kat Zingano's team, um, but uh, I, I don't think – and that's enough for me to just say, like, oh, yeah, suddenly he will have a whole bunch of takedowns that will uh, take down this guy who's more talented boxing. So, yeah, I'm going to say give me Ali Walsh as well.
1: Perhaps I should have known he was Muhammad Ali's grandson, but he looks nothing like him and he's from Montana. So how am I supposed <laughs> to guess these things without without Googling? All right. Um, hopefully these women aren't related to anyone famous because I don't have any stats uh, or any info on that. <laughs> Women's flyweights. Dakota Dicheva versus Catherine Coron Coron jeans coron jeans
0: I actually don't know this one so I'm
1: going to coron jeans coron jeans coron jeans Coron jeans maybe yeah uh she's 2 and 0 one knockout one submission so she finished all her fights this is her PFL debut plus 295 that's all I got for her DeCheva she's dangerous I know that uh she, she's 6 and 0 with four knockouts one submission one no in PFL via knockout TKO actually 10 and 1 is a pro cage boxer was also a three time world champion in Muay Thai 9 years younger Inch of height, five inches of reach on Cora Genez, minus 350. Obviously, I'm going chalk here with a resume like that.
0: Yeah, and, and again, another one where they're just trying to highlight a prospect. She's 6-0. and o, They're giving her somebody 2-0 who they've largely never heard of. I've largely never heard of. Um, And, and like, you know, I I think there are some things about Deceva that I'm not super thrilled about. Um, but I love the move to American Top Team because she used to be in England at Manchester Top Team. She she now, I think, more often trains at American Top Team. Seems to be doing her some good. Um, That that knee KO last PFL because she had a knee to the liver that she scored last time was arguably against a better opponent than she's fighting this time. Uh, Hasna Grabber uh, was was a little bit better than who she's fighting this time. So, um, yeah, I, I'll go with uh, Deceva as well.
1: Dinosaurs on the loose again?
0: Yeah, you hear the dinosaurs upstairs?
1: They, they ate one of your child, one or <laughs> but they're at least trying to eat one of your children. It sounds like.
0: Yeah, dear, yeah, dear, dear. yeah. No, They'll be all
1: right. Yeah, oh, fine. It's just a flesh wound. Okay. Um, Walter Waits, Megamed Mega Mago, Mega Karimov versus Gleason Tebow. <laughs> yes, Gleason Tebow still exists. Uh, Tebow is 37 to 16, four knockouts, 15 submissions, four knock. Uh, he's been knocked out four times, submitted twice, two and two in PFL. Lost his last fight, 16-12 and 12 in the UFC. Uh, he had a drug test failure there. He also missed weight twice when he was fighting at lightweight. 1999, which is probably MMA debut, plus 390 on him. Megamed Karamov, 30-6. and six. 11 knockouts, 9 submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted three times. He's won 14 of his last 15 fights. Won his last fight via TKO. He's 11-1 in PFL. He was a 2021. Uh, PFL finalist and 2018 champion. He was 1-0 in World Series of Fighting as well. Used to fight up at middleweight. 2008 was his pro debut. Seven years younger, three inches of height, three inches of reach on T-Bow minus 400. Obviously, Megamed Karamov is the slam dunk pick here. This is a bit of a mismatch, so give me him.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to say it's a slam dunk pick because Gleason T-Bow has a way of making every fight look like it's kind of close, even when it's
1: not kind of close. Um, Even, Even with Habib, that's true.
0: Yeah, even with Habib or, you know, like there's been a lot of weird decisions for him in PFL. In fact, like I, I think one of his PFL fights that I watched, he should have lost uh, and he won. And then immediately after that, he should have won one and they didn't give him the decision. Uh, just like weirdness all the time with Gleason Tebow. Um, But I will say this, like, you know, when you, you look at who he's beating and who he's not beating, he, he largely beats people who, uh, who, who he can grapple up. Right, like Zeferino, for instance, is a guy who he could kind of just like put up against the cage and take down and avoid submissions, and he beat them. Um, but like if he can't out grapple you, he seems to have like no real uh path to victory. Like that's that's clearly what happened with Elsa Y, although again, I think possibly he won that fight. Um, so with all that being said, yeah, Magomed Karamov is not a guy he's going to be able to grapple. So, yeah, give me Magomed Karamov, we'll stay chalky here.
1: We have to be like Moon off the Machine and take all the uh, Ovs. Anyone with the last name Ov, you, you got to bet. Like <laughs> in the Although in the, in the Discord, mm,
0: I, I might be going against that later on.
1: Oh, we shall we shall have to wait and see then. All right, um, there's another Ov coming up, is there? Maybe on tomorrow's show, perhaps. Um, who, who should we move on to now? Uh, let's move on to lightweight Nathan Schult versus Jeremy Stevens. Maybe you've heard of him, Lil Heathen. Jeremy Stevens, 29 and 20 with one no contest, 19 knockouts, two submissions, but knocked out three times, submitted four times, one and one in PFL. He's gone one and six with one no contest over his last eight fights. However, he did win his last fight. He went 15 and 18 with one no contest in the UFC. He used to fight at featherweight, missed weight twice uh, that weight. 2005 was his pro debut in MMA. He's got two inches of reach on Schultz, plus 330. They tend Schultz, nicknamed Russo. Why? No
0: idea.
1: <laughs> okay. Get to the bottom of that because it's an interesting nickname. Uh, 22, 5 and 1, four knockouts, nine submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. 11, 2 and 1 in the PFL. Very solid record there. Uh, over his last fair fights, he's got loss, win, loss, win. So he did win his last fight. He's 2018 and 2019 finalist at PFL Championship. So very close to the million dollars twice. 0 and 1 in World Series of Fighting. 2011 was his Pro Bowl debut. Boxing stats in his favor. Uh, boxing, excuse me is in on his resume as a pro boxer six years younger than Steven's an inch taller minus 390. You know me, I got to take chalk here again, but there's no reason not to.
0: Yeah. I, I've been chalky on this card so far too. And, and probably a lot more chalky than I usually am. But yeah, in this case, Schultz is a guy who's shown that he's like, he, he's pretty damn good everywhere. Like I, I like his submission skills. I, I like how hard he hits. Like he, he's had some really great fights. He, he beat the hell out of marching held in that fight. Um, he's shown he can stuff takedowns. He's shown he can submit people when he gets them down. Uh, yeah, I, I just have a tough time imagining, uh, imagining that Jeremy Stevens has anything for him because in fact, like Schultz went to a very close decision. I think it was a split with Olivier Mercier, And like, if you can do that with, with OAM at this point in time in OAM's career, you can definitely do it with Jeremy Stevens at, at this point in Jeremy Stevens yeah. career. Cause he's definitely past his prime, not the same guy anymore. This will be his 50th fight. um, And I think he's just going to get rolled.
1: If you can handle a Canadian gangster, Dan, then you can handle a little heathen, right?
0: That's yeah. You know, those Canadian gangsters.
1: Yes. Yes. Okay. um, More on the Canadian gangster on tomorrow's podcast. But what I want to tell you about now is our Thanksgiving free roll. If you like Super Bowl squares, who doesn't? You're going to love what we have for the Degens on Thanksgiving. Our friends at Play Action Pools have set up us up with a football bingo contest for Thursday's slate. It's simple to join and free to play in the SGPN app. Once you enter, you'll see your unique bingo card on your screen. Whenever a touchdown is scored on Thursday, check your card to see if you have that player. If you do, check the box. If you get bingo, you'll win $100 cash and $100 SGPN gift card, all coming out of gumby's pocket so make sure you get into the sgpn app and get going with that okay um it's household names in the next couple of fights i would have to say <laughs> dan right by my definition absolutely definitely but i i think by almost almost any definition uh so the main the main event of the prelims are featherweights marlon Moraes versus shaman morais um, this originally was going to be some um um Shane Burgos. So Maurice is taking this on short how how long notice? Do you remember?
0: Uh it's a couple of weeks, I think, for, for okay. Shane. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, I forgot to mark that down. So we'll tell you about Marlin of the Morris's first magic Marlin. 23, 10, and one, 10 knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out seven times, submitted twice. This is his debut. I wrote down kinda because he did fight in World Series of Fighting before uh, they changed their brand to PFL. Um, He has lost four straight fights. He's won one of his last six. All of his losses come via knockout or TKO, all of his last four losses. His last win was December of 2019. He was 11-0 in World Series of Fighting and the champion there at Bantamweight. This one's up in Featherweight. He did fight Shaman Marais during his reign of terror in World Series of Fighting, August 2015, and submitted him. So this is a rematch. 2007 was his pro debut in MMA. He also was a Muay Thai fighter and a kickboxer, plus 120. Shaman Moraes, 14-6, six knockouts, one submission. Been knocked out twice, submitted twice. Uh, three and one over his last four fights. However, he did lose his last fight. He's gone three and two in the PFL. He went two and three in the UFC. He also was in World Series of Fighting, where he went three and one. As I mentioned, the one loss was to Marlon Moraes. 2012 was his pro MMA debut. He's a Muay Thai and a kickboxing champion. Two years younger than Marlon, two inches taller, five inches of reach, minus 140. Marlon Marais automatic fade for me, even if he's not fighting a guy with heavy hands like Shaman Marais. Well, he's got six knockouts out of 14 wins, so it's not like he's got pillow pillows for fists. But um, yeah, Marais is automatic fade at this point. So give me Shaman.
0: I'm actually gonna go dogging this one. I uh, am gonna take Marlon. I'm gonna Marlon, beat you. Yes. Uh, I am gonna take Marlon Marais. He, here's why I. I I hear your point. He's been knocked out a lot of times. He's, and that's super alarming. Corey Sanhagen, Rob Font, Marab Devalashvili, uh Song Yudong, all you know, sent him to the shadow realm in kind of a vicious way. The last person he beat was Jose Aldo, but I will say this: in, in that first three minutes of that Rob Font fight, looked great. In the first round of the Marab Devalashvili fight, looked great. In the first round of the Corey Sanhagen fight, didn't look bad. So like, he's looked good. Right up until he was knocked out. So to my point here, while, you know, the, the knockouts are cumulative, I can't tell you how many times I've said that on the show. And like, you can't just say like, Oh, this guy hits less hard. So he's not going to get knocked out. Shaman Moraes just doesn't have a style where he like head hunts. He works the body a lot. He works the legs a lot. Um, And if he does that here against Marlon Moraes, I actually think Marlon Moraes is a little bit sharper on the feet. As long as he avoids the big concussive blow for the fifth straight fight, I actually think Marlon Moraes is a little bit better of a fighter here than Shaman Marais is. And I think he's got a submission advantage too. And should this somehow wind up in a clinch or something like that? I, I think he could probably get it done there. I think his wrestling's underrated. He used that a little bit against Corey Sanhagen back, uh, way back when. So yeah, give me Marlon Moraes. I, I think uh, for my, my dog play here on the prelims, I'll take him.
1: You just described pretty much every fighter, every washed up fighter. Um, they look good in t- in, until they don't. And they're looking up at, at the lights. That's so.
0: that's not true. Frankie Edgar didn't look good until
1: he got knocked out. He looked bad until he got
0: knocked out. That, and then he. That's because out.
1: he's past. He, he, he stayed past the, the, the point where he looks good and then gets knocked out. He, he, yeah, that's, he that's the next stage is you just get like Chuck Liddell. You just get knocked out immediately. So,
0: oh no, no, Chuck Liddell looked good oh, right up until the go. end though. Here's our yes. argument for Chuck Liddell. That's the rich Franklin right. fight. <laughs> he was winning he was
1: winning yeah the but he's spring. fought a lot <laughs> since then that's the problem has he fought he, a lot since then No, not I'm a lot put, he has fought though since i'm
0: then, gonna so. put the intern on that
1: no, he's he's fought he fought uh that um like his rival tito ortiz it looked horrible. yeah that
0: that one doesn't count
1: all right fine all right uh we the don't last count fights
0: that tito wins
1: <laughs> no, it's true uh, that's actually a good policy to have all right last fight we're gonna have is uh women's featherweight fight it's Slotted right smack dab in the middle of the main card tomorrow. It is Julia Bud versus Aspen Lad. Um, I'm going to tell you about Julia Bud first. The Julia, the Jewel Bud, 16 and four, six knockouts, one submission. She been knocked out twice, submitted once. One and one in PFL. Lost her last fight. Used to fight at lightweight. Nine and one in Bellator and the champion there. Four and one, four and zero, oh, excuse me, in Invicta. Two and two in strike force, Ten and two in kickboxing. Two inches height, four inches of reach on Aspen Ladd, plus 190. Lad is 9-3, and three, six knockouts, one submission. She's been knocked out once. This is her PFL debut. She's lost two straight fights, and has only one of her last four. She used to fight at a weight, had a lot of weight cutting issues, as we know. Um, four and three in the UFC, 5-0 and 0 in Evicta, 12 years younger than Jewel, minus 220. I guess I got to take Lad. I really don't have much faith in her, but the age gap is massive, and uh, I think Julia Budd's pretty much... Uh, been for even though she is a Canadian I, I do have to go against her here um I think her best days are definitely well past her and I'm going with the younger fighter
0: yeah I'm not sure how good her best days even were
1: um yeah to be pioneer to put, but
0: yeah yeah like like I I mean like she she be if you're going back and looking for her like best wins like I, I mean like you you got a strike force challengers win over Jermaine Durandamy who was only two and one at the time uh but apart from that like you know she's beating. Marlos Conan after Marlos Conen was like in her prime, like a retirement or Marlos Conen fight. I mean, I guess a, a split decision win over Arlen Blanco might be a good one, but she beat like Caitlin Young, you know, like at Caitlin Young's advanced age. And she got beat up by Jenna Fabian last time. So I, I see a lot of people out there and, and I've seen a lot of posts about it too. Fading Aspen Ladd here. And I get it. Aspen Ladd let us down in the UFC by missing weight like 81 times and she looked lackluster against Norma Dumont and she didn't look necessarily lackluster against Raquel Pennington but she looked like she got beat by Raquel Pennington but like this is somebody who knocked out Yana Kunitskaya not that long ago so yeah like whole bunch of canceled bouts is obviously like an alarm uh but like if this bout gets canceled you still get your money back so uh if you're gonna lay on this one I think Aspen Ladd is like an easy pick to be honest with you. i, I think she's so much more talented than Julia Bud,
1: yeah. Uh, i I looked for reasons to uh, to take Bud and fade at uh, Lad because um you know, with plus money and everything, but I just couldn't find any. so um yeah, I was is... like
0: I was like even trying to draw a path to victory for Julia yeah. Bud. I was like, maybe she. Puts her up against the cage, and then I'm like, no, fucking Aspen Lad's so strong, and like, that's why she
1: not, has trouble cutting weight. She's yeah, big.
0: She She's not, and, and now she doesn't have to cut as much, right? This one's at 45, yep. so you know, like, you could say, I don't know, is Bud gonna wear her out? No, it's not gonna wear her out. Is she gonna take her down? I don't think that's gonna happen. So like, the only path to victory I could draw for Julia Bud was like, Aspen Lad comes out and like forget she has to throw punches. Uh, like she did against Norma Dumont and then loses that way. But like I, I, she already proved that that was kind of like a weird mental hiccup and it's behind her in the Raquel Pennington fight, right? She didn't look great in the Raquel Pennington fight, but man, did she look like she was trying to win at least. And I think as long as she tries to win here, she beats Julia, But Yep,
1: yep. So that concludes the prelims. Pretty solid prelims. Um, got a lot of. And these, it. these are free. <laughs> it's true. The, uh, other than the Bud Lad uh, fight, that's, that's right. right. But yeah, the rest are free. So, in conclusion, or recapping, we both have Lad. Uh, Dan has Marlin Morais. I have Shaman Morais. Both have Schultz. Both have Magomed Kerimov. Both have. Did both have Walsh. So I think it's, I don't, don't want to say easy picks, but um, I think we had pretty clear winners for each fight. Not saying that they're actually going to come through and win, but on paper, um, most of most of the picks were clear. I and mean, then Gumby got a little crazy as he does. So that's the way it goes. That's why you love him.
0: Yeah, that's why you love me. Also, I will say, PFL always has a way of finding, like, one wild underdog to win on the card. But I think maybe that might come uh, a little bit later on in this one. Ooh, so,
1: yeah, man, a, little, a little teaser for tomorrow. Teaser make sure for you, tomorrow. Make sure you tune in on your way to go get some turkey. <laughs> exactly. Even though it's a holiday for the Americans, we never rest here. We are going to um, stick stuff in your ears, and it won't be a turkey. It will be the main card breakdown for pfl hopefully you all enjoy it enjoy it and enjoy this oh i've got to, i told you when it's happening but it's also happening in the hulu theater in madison square gardens new york city new york so there you go if you want to go see it go ahead what are the tickets for this did you check this one dan or no
0: i did not check this was not at a time that was conducive to me going no. regardless yeah the day after thanksgiving driving into new york city during black friday that i sounds think like, oh yeah 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 like think i probably have
1: to (laughs) bet. yep i think that's probably the right move so you're you're gonna pay the 50 bucks and watch the paper oh yeah
0: obviously i don't know why he keeps
1: laughing when i say that but yes anyhow um we'll get out of your ears you can get prepared for your turkey day and then and football day and then we'll like i said we'll be back in yours to talk about more pfl tomorrow thank you for listening uh get in the discord i'm sure People will be chatting about PFL come Friday. Um, so make sure you and go in the fat guy food aisle in the discord and you can, I'm sure there'll be lots of good pictures tomorrow of people's Thanksgiving spreads. So that would be sportscomingpodcast.com slash discord. Um, if you're a new person in the, in the fight channel, say hi, let us know you're a new person and and we shall welcome you. Um, Twitter, the flaming dumpster fire. That is Twitter. We're at SGPN MMA. Gumby runs that. I am at Jeff Fox writer. He's at Gumby Vreeland. Uh, Gumby has the all PFL episode of the Top Turtle MMA podcast that just showed up in my feed, what, overnight or this morning, right?
0: This morning. Yeah, this
1: yeah. morning. You want to tell the people what they can listen to on that? Yeah, we've got interviews
0: with Olivier Aubalmers here as he goes for a million bucks and his opponent, Stevie Ray. Uh, so we got both of those uh, on deck and uh shockwave will try his best to say uh some of the names of the people on this card <laughs>
1: Fine, you said mer- you said Mercier, so i don't think uh if you live in a glass house you shouldn't be throwing stones about pre- pronunciation it's M- Mercier. 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 it's like cormier <laughs> all right so make sure you listen to top turtle uh read all our stuff sports and you can read my additional mma readings and whatnot at moneymma.substack.com that is enough for now we'll be back to you tomorrow in your ears until that time I will remain Jeff Russo Fox Gumby will remain dangerous Gumby Reland and we will talk to you tomorrow but